Hello, thanks for stopping into We Called It. Have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to break down why we are high on the Rams this week. Um, I have an article that's going to be coming out, and we'll tell you more about why I'm liking Buffalo Plus 2. Uh, and as always, I'm Philip Call, host of the show. I'm an actuary and contributor at the Action Network, joined with Connor Lucas. How you doing, Connor? Hey, Phil. All right, and then we also have Dr. Kenneth Call here. Ironically, he's a doctor and came in with COVID, just like the rest of the NFL. <laughs> that is accurate. Yep. Thanks, uh, Phil and Connor. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is a, this is Ken's chance to you know land a full time role with us. We don't pay anything, so we're happy with anyone that just shows up. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, follow, reach out with any questions to us. Uh, you, you've heard us do fantasy questions before. Our advice for Nate didn't work out last week because he played against Cooper Cup. It was the right pick. Josh Jacobs ha had the most points, but Cooper Cup had like 100, so it didn't matter what he did. All right, so let's get started this week. It looks like all three of us are picking Rams minus two and a half. Connor, you can tell us why you're taking the Rams first. Yeah, see, here's the problem, though. This is like every other like ESPN pitching show. We all pick the same one, and that means that obviously they're going to blow it. So I'm a, I'm a little uh, hesitant now. Oh, I forgot to remind people, last week when me and Connor disagreed, I won both of them. Oh, here we go. J yeah. Just randomly popped in my head. What's the record on the year, though, Phil? It's uh, at least I'm 100-0 I'm because I don't have that number. Not true. Not true. We're going to find it. We're going to report back next week. Anyways, or what is it? Not Chargers. Rams minus two and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. This is strictly based off Kirk Cousins' performance against Chicago. He had probably one of the worst passes I have ever seen in my life. He <laughs> <laughs> the ball, but like it was like on second down and threw it straight up in the air, and I totally get what happened. Jefferson got tripped on the route. It was a crosser, and he probably got held, but – I'm not even I wouldn't say that because they let it play because their legs got tangled up. But he had time to do like one of the either pull it down, you know, do like Tom Brady, like duck, whatever. Nope. Kirk Cousins let it rip. And the guy had the easiest interception I think I have ever seen in my life. And I think Troy Aikman even said something like something along the lines of, well, yeah, that was basically a punt. <laughs> so so I stopped looking at the game for for a couple of minutes. I can't remember what I was doing, uh, but I look up and I just see like a, a Chicago Bear like fielding the ball, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they did like a pooch punt, like because it didn't yeah. go far at all. And then I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it was it was it was unbelievably bad because I think he let it rip like truly. He let it rip like after Jefferson had fell, fallen down, and I'm like, you really did have a chance to pull that back down. You really did. Uh, but they also only put up, what was it, like 17. 17. 17 on a Bears defense and still won. Rams are better by far. They get Jalen Ramsey back, or they will have, or they had Jalen Ramsey back. They're getting healthy. Henderson's back, which sucks for my fantasy team because he's gotten outplayed by Sony Michelle. Henderson is exactly Sony Michelle. They do the exact same thing. I can't say one does anything better than the other. They, I mean, one has longer hair, so I can tell them apart at least, but that's about it. I'm sad, I'm sad because, I'm, you know, I'm in the semifinals and I was banking on Henderson coming back and giving me a nice, strong third running back to blow off the other team. But anyways, fantasy is a different problem. Betting, though, I would say uh, I, I'm, I've never been a Kirk Cousins guy. He's getting worse. His last two performances were Pittsburgh with two – Terrible interceptions in the second half, attempting to give Pittsburgh the game. And the only reason they won was because they were up 28 to, like, zero at one point or something crazy. They were up 29 to seven going into the fourth. Going into the fourth. Two fourth quarter picks. And the defense looked good, but it's not the Rams, though. Now, the Rams did, own, did not – did surprisingly only put up 21 this past week, which, yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise. But I did call that under. I did think that would happen. Uh, they still won by 10. Yeah, like, I understand. But that's my point. That's my point. I might actually pick the under in this one, too. But, you know, then Kirk Cousins goes off for 400 yards and four well, touchdowns. 
What about Dalvin Cook being out, guys? He just got he just tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Um, their offense has sucked when he's out, and uh, I know his backup does also have long hair. I was gonna say they have the exact same body type, so it was very confusing for any fantasy fans. <laughs> we have this ongoing. We have this ongoing debate in another group that I'm in that just says it's the Madison is better than Dalvin Cook group, and I'm on the Cook side, but there is a strong preference for Madison in this other group because he's in one of the best fantasy handcuffs ever. Now, they are facing the Rams, who are good, and that's why I still think that a field goal a field goal for the Rams is no problem. So that's why I'm taking L.A. in this one. All right, Ken, why are you taking L.A.? Kirk Cousins, once again, has been significantly worse with Robin Cook out of the lineup. Um, and when he, you force him to really take over, he, I, I think that, and I don't have stats to back this up because I asked Phil for cool stats. He didn't give me any. I told him. Um, I told him my, my fancy page will come out like next week or the week after. <laughs> Your cousins definitely does better with like, or he's just more efficient with um, less passes and you know people having to stop Dalvin Cook. I don't think Alexander Madison's much of a threat. Um, he does stat wise, yes, he does great uh, filling in, but uh, I mean their team is just much better without Dalvin Cook. Definitely at the beginning, of the the first few weeks Dalvin Cook was out, you really saw uh, Kirk Cousins and the whole offense suffer. But uh, Thielen coming back limping, I don't even know if he's going to play. No Dalvin Cook. And the Rams are just a very well-rounded team. Oh, also they've got Cooper Cup. That was going to be my whole argument. I'm like, okay, Rams have Cooper Cup. He's going to get 100 yards and two touchdowns real quick. No problem. And that'll be the game. No big deal. And uh, the Vikings aren't going to throw to Justin Jefferson enough to make up for it. Yeah, with that being said, I, I don't, I cannot 100% confidently say Cooper Cup's the best receiver on the f- or on the field in that game, but... Yeah, OBJ's uh, out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but with the, that being said, I'm so confident in the game, they're going to lose. Like, yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. Phil, what game was earlier on in the year that I was like, oh, Kirk Cousins sucks, and then he all of a sudden, it might have been... Was it the Bengals or something? It was somebody with Cousins, and I literally said, I am so – it was my pick of the week. It was Kirk Cousins. The 49ers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Kirk Cousins balls out, and I was like, this is stupid. I hate this game forever. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 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 no. When you lost the bet, it was the Panthers. Or no, yeah. no, I'm backwards. I can't remember. You lost to the Lions, though. Like, that's Kirk Cousins for you. Yeah. We just have so much hate on the show about Kirk yeah. Cousins. Just him and Tua, I feel like we most of the time we spend just making fun of him. Because Phil, he is a marginally better athlete than you and me, and he got paid $84 million guaranteed. That's why I hate him so much. There, done. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Uh, let's see, next game of the week. Ah, we'll talk about Miami versus New Orleans, get this out of the way. The COVID-riddled game, we all have thoughts and opinions on it, so... Uh, Connor, you have Miami minus one and a half. Ken and I are both taking the under. You can go with, or no, I have Miami minus one and a half. You have the under, right? No, I got Miami minus one and a half. All right, cool. I have the under. Go ahead to tell them why you have Miami. I read everything wrong. Sorry about that, peeps. Yeah, Taysom Hill is now out, and I think we I got this right before the line moved, and I guess it's higher now. So, uh, but Taysom Hill is out, and Trevor Simeon. And the by the way, the backup for this game, Ian Book, he's starting. And guess who his backup is this game? Uh, on the roster, it is Alvin Kamara. <laughs> so, literally, that's what they're going with this week. So uh, they also have, I think, something like 10 COVID, COVID people, including Malcolm Jenkins, including both of their starting quarter uh, quarterbacks and some of their D linemen. So, I mean, the whole thing about the defense that they just roasted Tom Brady last week, it's going to look different this week. Uh, and I don't think they have any offense besides, besides Taysom Hill running around in circles, throwing it in the dirt, and also getting 10 yards on a read option to Alvin Kamara, then throwing it in the dirt again. And, well, that doesn't happen right now. Ian Book is an athlete, and this could be one of those, oh, my goodness, he's there's a 10% chance he is uh, was Evan White for the New York Jets, and all of a sudden he just throws for 100 yards. I'll take the 90% chance. Gets his little spot in the Hall of Fame with 400 yards and three touchdowns. And the defense for Miami. 
So Ian Book's first start is a blitzing, all-out, cover zero defense in Miami. So I'm going to go ahead and take Miami minus one and a half. All right. So I'm just going to add my opinions for the under real quick. Uh, Miami sucks on offense, and now New Orleans sucks on offense. They sucked before, and now they suck even worse. These guys are just like whoever's winning is going to run the ball right into the line. They both have good defenses. That's a quick summary for me. Ken, why do you like the under? <laughs> well, that was just about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, two, like, two, like he throws 40 passes a game, completes 30 of them for 180 yards. Like, not to get Jalen Waddle back. Get Jalen Waddle back, too. All right, it's, yeah, a, it's 190 yards now. Very good at catching seven-yard passes. And every once in a while, he breaks them out, like, and he'll get 20 yards. Jalen Waddle's amazing. I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Waddle. I'm taking away from Tua and that Miami offense. Uh, Miles Gaskin or whoever they're running back, Duke Johnson, you know. I mean, Duke Johnson did better in one game than Miles Gaskin's done all year. Um, but he's going to get 22 carries for 38 yards. Had that crazy one random game where he had like 40 fantasy points. It was like 60 yard touchdown run, a 70 yard screen pass. But then, yes, after that, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but I, I mean, Miami, they're on a what, six game win streak. They're, they're just finding ways to win. And it's, you know, not having a quarterback. I mean, they, they didn't have a quarterback when Taysom Hill was back there. But not having a quarterback um, for New Orleans really is going to slow them down. Uh, I, I mean, I think uh, Miami will win, and it'll be a nice, boring game. You know, the highest score it'll be is 20 to 14. So I'm yeah. not 47 is just like, Phil, that's the lowest spread we've – that's the lowest total we've seen all year, like and, by far, right? And we think it's too high. Isn't that funny? I know. <laughs> um, all right. So Ken, does it go over the nine to zero game last week for New Orleans? No, I think my Tua does find his way into the end zone one time a game. So you're really, we're going to shatter that nine. But uh, put up twelve points. There you go. They won't even hit an extra point. Yeah, that being said, Kamara could easily have thirty carries for two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and, and they might win, but I don't think they're going over the thirty either way. All right, let's go on to our next game. All right, since Ken and I both have Browns gears on, I'm picking Browns plus seven and a half. Uh, turns out the Browns aren't very good when they don't have half their roster. Uh, they did look surprisingly okay against Vegas, but I think Vegas sucks too. Um, but when also, we get to that game, we'll, we'll, I'll be talking probably about Denver. That's for sure. I just, know, I just want to know right now. I just want to know, like, the immediate, like, knee-jerk reaction from Browns fans after being, like, first place in the division to, like, 12th place in the playoff race. <laughs> we're 500 still. We're 500 still. They were winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we're in this, uh, this family chat where, well, all we do is talk about football. It is dead silent, you know, any other time of the year. And... We're, we're going, we have some cousins who, who get some very loud, sometimes stupid opinions. Um, but after that field goal hit, there was nothing for, it was, you know, 20, t- uh, 20 uh, texts a minute for like the last five minutes of the game. Nothing for five minutes. After Judging everything the Browns did. They ran the ball left. Did they use the right person? Did they call the right play? Like all the details, like uh, scrutinized. And then Raiders win the game. And it's like, all right. Won't talk to you until next week. <laughs> I don't know. It, it certainly wasn't a game to be proud of for Browns fans. It was definitely a, what are the Raiders doing? They should, like, that game should have been 28 nothing at halftime. Um, but anyways, I, just going back to this game, Green Bay, like, Aaron Rodgers, like, he, he's totally fine winning a game 20 to 7, you know? He, he's just out there, like, he, he's not putting up monster points, but, like, he just doesn't need to. He's just winning. He's just going out there and winning, with, especially with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They like to just run and eat up tons of clock. Even when they're losing, they were losing to the Bears, and they're still like, ah, we don't care. <laughs> it's the Bears. We'll get it eventually. <laughs> we'll put up 40 somehow. Uh, but anyways, I just don't think that the – I mean, there's just too much of a chance that they won't win by that much, but – yeah, Green Bay is definitely winning. I don't. I don't know by uh, that spread though. Yeah, that that I I'm picking the the, the seven and a half 
that just seems like too much. I don't even believe in Baker that much, but I believe in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to keep it close enough. Kareem Hunt back. All right, fine. I believe in Nick Chubb and Dernis Johnson. I don't yeah, care who the other running back is. <laughs> I gotta say though, you know, other teams like I that was this was my point in this chat to people like, well, we need to run the ball more. I'm like, there are literally nine people in the box. I'm not kidding, nine. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, oh my gosh, they knew we wanted to run the ball with Nick Chubbs when we had a guy off of practice squad, not even ours, come in and start playing quarterback. Who knew? Yeah, rushing for three yards a carry, and they're like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, no, that would be negative two for any other running back. Like, he's doing a great job. What What have we talked about for weeks on the formula to stop the Indianapolis Colts? Nine people in the box and let Carson lose it. And... I, Bill Belichick tried that last week, and he, they schemed up for it. And by the way, that's exactly what happened last week was, yeah, they should have won that game because Carson Wentz had 57 yards, and he busted a long one. But before that, two minutes left in the game, all of a sudden they're down 20 to 17, and if they hadn't gotten a stop, they're win- they're probably winning that game, 20 yeah. to 20 or 20. I gotta say that that breakaway that what, what was it like a sixty six yeah yeah uh, there were two guys in the hole and he made them both miss at the same time a great run <laughs> scheme wise they had it like you I mean you got you put your best players in position to make plays and uh, the Patriots did that Jonathan Taylor sorry he's you know I'm wearing the Brown stuff but he's better than Nick Chubb right now you know well uh, Ken's wrong we'll agree to. The gross disagree on that. Nick Chubb's my favorite player. Has been pre uh, since pre-draft. I said he's going to be the best player in the NFL when the Browns should have taken him one overall, even over Saquon Barkley. <laughs> um, let's go on. Denver versus the Rams. Uh, I, re- I wrote an article on this game, too. Uh, so I'm taking the under at 41.5. Ken has Denver. The, the line's just one. It's so small. I wanted to take Denver, but got scared. Why did you take Denver, Ken? You said Denver versus the Rams. Denver. Like I said, Denver versus the Raiders. <laughs> I, I see LVR, LR. I just I said Rams with that earlier. The abbreviations are too similar. Yeah, it's simple. The Broncos, well, without uh, Teddy Bridgewater back there, they bet, I hope they're not throwing the ball. And they got two really good running backs, and the Raiders can't stop the run. Uh, they did. They, well, I guess, they did against the Browns, who you know were missing half their team. Yeah, <laughs> even a little, exactly. They, they, this is this has some to do with the Denver Broncos being a good running team. I believe in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, everyone, yeah, I think that Mel. I mean. Javante is more exciting to watch, but Melvin Gordon, like if you look the the PFF numbers, they're like, oh, he's a better running back. He's he's doing better with his opportunities. What? PFF doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, but that's but, but also I I usually use them and cite them a lot, but in this case, Javante Williams is better than Melvin Gordon. Okay, I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying that I like them both. Okay, and more importantly. I like the only person I like on the Raiders defense is Max Crosby. The guy is a monster, uh, but he rushes pass, passes. He does not stop running backs. So um, I don't know. I, I, this has a lot more to do with me not liking the Raiders after them barely being able to beat, like, literally the replacements for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, that's where I'm at. I think I picked the Raiders. I think I'm like 500 when picking the Raiders this year. Yeah, a couple of games where it was a head-to-head bet where I picked the Raiders plus three and Phil picked somebody else minus three. I straight up won it out. That was that was the Eagles. That was after like two weeks of you picking the Raiders yeah. or something. And then I picked the Raiders again next week and they got blown out. So I'm not 100% behind the Raiders at all. Uh, Crosby's a stud. But, man, Derek Carr, is kind of, he's got a little bit of like, I wouldn't say Kirk Cousins in him, but he has fallen off of he's fallen off the wagon, and I know he's got gaudy yards. But he when he lost Henry Ruggs, and now Waller is probably going to sit again. I mean, his production hasn't been great. Hunter Renfro is you know Cooper Cup light in some ways, uh, but I don't I just don't trust either of these teams. By the way, I don't trust Drew Locke either. Yeah, Drew Locke versus Derek Carr. That's a real highlight. <laughs> yeah, Drew Locke can single-handedly lose any game for any given team. That's for sure. 
I like Derek Carr a little more than than other people. But I gotta tell you, the the Raiders they are that team that out of nowhere can they can look like world beaters or they look like uh, I don't want to say college team, but uh, look like an XFL team. AAF. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the cowboys on thanksgiving exactly like and then at the beginning of the year i was like well this team might be unstoppable oh oh man like and Derek carr throws a great deep ball um i do like that i mean he does he does find ways to win games and you know once again being a browns fan you see baker mayfield back there enough times like you just you just know a quarterback can't do it sometimes (laughs) it's it's like you get the ball in the fourth quarter and you might as well just turn the team off because you know you lost (laughs) <laughs> like, oh god there's four minutes left and we have a timeout how are we going to get all the way down the field there's no way <laughs> we gotta go 20 yards to get in field goal range we're screwed <laughs> oh, by the way i will give you a call out and a shout out for your group chat that you have among your family members and i was just like might be some of the hottest takes i think i got hot takes still have hot takes. I, I screenshot it and i send them to connor sometimes <laughs> oh my Honest taste. It was like, yeah, Lamar Jackson sucks. Like Tyler Huntley <laughs> a little bit less. Like we should go out and get Tyler Huntley. He's only a little bit less, like less of a Lamar Jackson. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> he throws the ball better, but he's a slightly bit slower. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, that. He throws the ball better. You're right. Because a lot of people just as fast and throwing the ball better. You know, don't get drafted. You're right. Uh, by the way, so to Ken's point. The Raiders' strength of victory, so like a win percentage of teams they've beaten, is 55%. It's the highest in the NFL, while the Broncos is currently the lowest of any playoff team. So, like, yeah, the, the Raiders do show up randomly and beat good teams. But to Connor's point, uh, without Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs, I think for my article I found that uh, Carr's intended air yards is down like two yards per attempt. So it's a huge difference. He can't chuck it nearly as far. And when he, it just doesn't work. That's why Hunter Renfro's been padding his stats. I took the under mostly because uh, Drew Locke's the other team's quarterback. I don't believe in either team to like try to run up the score. I think uh, the Raiders are going to keep playing conservative because they can't chuck it deep. And then Denver just loves to run the ball. So they're going to do that all game. That's pretty Those much my logic. That's I was asking for. I told that, uh, that is a hundred percent for Pro Football Reference. That's it's a lot of work to pull together, though. <laughs> that Oakland win percentage is good. Um, no, no, uh, I agree. I do got to say, Hunter Renfro, he's a baller. That's the only other thing I got. Agreed. All right, let's go on then. Baltimore versus Cincinnati. Ken has Cincinnati. Connor has the over. Connor, we just ignored you for a little. How's, why are you taking the over? All right, so. I kind of believe in Joe Burrow, even though he only put up 15 points last week. And I think I've actually been – I've been on since – so my dad was equipment manager for the Bengals from, like, 81 to 85 or something like that when he was in college. So I'm partial to anybody. It is the it is the Bengals. However, was they, he on the uh, field for the games? I think he was, but I'm not sure. He might have also only done like their spring or their their like training camps too. Oh yeah. So he, like because that's where they they had, he went to Wilmington College and that's where they have their training camps. Oh okay. So they historically had had. So it might have only been for the uh, it might have only been for like the the fall camps because that's where they were. Uh, you know, I'm not. I I have a love hate with these guys because I picked. What did I pick? Minus 10 Cincinnati Bengals over the Jets, and they got blown out because Mr. White, you know? So I have a love-hate relationship for the Bengals. Um, you know, I also think, and, and we just touched on it, I do think he is actually pretty decent. <laughs> like you said, he's better than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he put up 30, he put up 30 on, the green, on Green Bay. Green Bay's got a, a very stout defense. He came one two-point conversion away from winning. If Lamar plays, I do think that Harbaugh is going to – actually, it doesn't even matter if Lamar plays. I think Harbaugh is going to have a very serious chip on his shoulder because they got blown out by the Bengals with Jamar Chase. Uh, I saw a quote from uh, – oh, my goodness. What's the defensive coordinator name for Baltimore? He's the dude that has a huge Wink, lift. Wink Martingale. Martin Martin Taylor. And they said something about Jamar Chase. They said, hey, why didn't you 
uh, double and triple Lamar, uh, not Lamar, Jamar Chase, like you did Devontae Adams, because it clearly worked, because Adams only had 44 yards and a touchdown. And he said, okay, so Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, Devontae Adams, uh, top two wide receiver in the NFL, and he's not number two, uh, and I'm not ready to give Joe Burrow a gold jacket yet. That was his response today when they asked why, because he put up 200 yards and like three touchdowns or whatever it was. I think that doesn't happen. Mixon's questionable. Uh, but I do think that Burrow is going to – He's. I think T. Higgins is maybe going to have a better career than Jamar Chase. That's my hot take for this week. He's come on. Mixon, I think, is just kind of being held out a little bit. But I also think Huntley can score. Uh, so I think that they're going to get their production from T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Mixon. And then Burrow's just going to be Burrow. I think he is legit. Joe Burrow, PFF's number one rated quarterback. Biggest snub for the Pro, pro Bowl this year. Yeah, so, so Phil, when I tell you that Joe Burrow's not getting enough credit, I am 100% refer, referring to the Pro Bowl because we all know about the Pro Bowl. Versus he immediately sent me. I, I sent him the picture of Joe Burrow, number one quarterback. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, not getting enough credit. Look, he's the best-rated quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> For a bunch of stat people, nobody cares. No one cares at all. Yeah. That, that, you, you don't get a uh, paycheck boost for being number one according to PFF. Yeah. Well, is there a paycheck boost for making the Pro Bowl? There is. Yes. Huge. Is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, no, I completely agree with Connor. I mean, he is not getting enough credit. He's um, he's a baller. Uh, I That T. Higgins thing, that, that's an interesting take. Um I don't know. I, I don't think Jamar Chase is anywhere near. Like, he's not polished. He hasn't. He didn't play football for two years. Um, and, I don't know, is it one year? Just one year. You're good, though. Yeah, yeah. but here's, so here's the hot take that I wanted your guys' opinion on, too. Well, you're wrong, Ben. I made, uh, shut up. <laughs> I, made the, I, made, I think that T. Higgins may – I don't know if these guys are, like, Hall of Famers yet, but I think that T. Higgins is – going to be a better, well-rounded, more well-rounded receiver over Jamar Chase, I think Jamar Chase could end up like Mike Wallace, which is a fantastic receiver, unbelievable receiver. He's a burner. They're literally six foot and six foot one and 200 and 201 pounds, so mirror images of each other. They run the same routes. They're on the outside, but he was known as a burner because exactly what Ken said, not necessarily polished as a route runner. Uh, he had success early uh, in Mike Wallace's second season. I think he had 1200 yards. I think he could go down as being one dimensional. And if you've noticed his production, once they figured that out, once they said, Oh, he can catch the ball. Oh, he also can drop the ball a lot too. I think people have said, yeah, well, most of his production has come within the first, like, 10 games, and then plummeting. I think he could end up like Mike Wallace. All right, so real quick, I love Jamar Chase. I think you got it wrong. I think he's a stud. He has, like, four dropped touchdowns that were wide. They were wide open. He completely humiliated whoever was guarding him. And just dropped the ball. And also, three of those actually went to be interceptions. They were that, like, he caught it, they hit him in his arms, and he threw it backwards to the Vikings guy. He did the same thing in the Browns game, too. It was so bad. One of those, I don't know, I don't think it was the Browns game. I was against the Chargers. Went for a touchdown the other way. Yeah, that was one against the Chargers, too. Like I said, he just does it left and right. He just throws the ball to the other team. 14-point swing, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, no, I I agree that uh, I, I mean just from what we've seen so far, like no, I mean T Higgins, like he's in his second year, um, he has even in his first year he ran like a much more full route tree. You don't really see that from tons of rookies. Uh, I love T Higgins, but Jamar Chase really, I mean, it, it depends how much he develops. My only thing, the reason why I'm going to disagree with you is because Burrow from the time he was. A young lad in college loved this guy. He, he, no matter how many interceptions he gives the other team, he's gonna keep throwing him the ball. And it, it just it just depends so much on who's throwing it uh, for receivers that 
Uh, I, I really think Jamar Chase, I mean, sky's the limit. When, when you say Mike Wallace, it's like, yes, but that's his floor. You are like, that is his, his floor, is Mike Wallace. And it's going to depend on if he ends up being like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Because, yes, Devontae Adams is probably, I still think Devontae Adams is top five without Aaron Rodgers. With, without Joe Burrow, it, the jury would be out on Jamar Chase. Yep, 100% agree. Yeah, you got to have a good deep ball to have his value. You guys remember Devontae Williams' rookie year? The Devontae Adams' rookie year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, I don't really remember. Was it good? Exactly. He did nothing for the first two or three years. He was considered a boss. Yeah, there was, was it his rookie year where he had like 500? He was supposed to, or no, his second year, he was supposed to be a breakout. And he had like 600 yards and 10 drops. Like, and they were bad drops, and everyone yeah, thought he. Bad drops. He everyone thought he was Jamar Chase preseason. <laughs> like, uh, I have touchdowns when I throw to Donald Driver and Jordy Nelson and Brandon Cobb. I'm not throwing to Devontae Adams. Um, yeah, so I think the pro- I think to your I think the problem here is Jamar Chase is going to be the highlight reel player, and T Higgins is going to be their hundred catch player. So Jamar Chase might end with like 30 less catches each year. But he's going to end with another with two hundred yards extra and like four or five more touchdowns. So, yeah, I, I, everyone cares about the highlight reel anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't even know if we even said anything about our picks, but over forty five. Kent's taking Cincinnati. Let's go on. Um, this is going to be a quick one, just because I want to get it out the way. I have Chicago plus six and a half versus Seattle, and I just want to say Seattle sucks. Uh, I've had DK Metcalf and their running backs in fantasy, and they have broken my heart over and over and over again. Last week, I got it, I had a chance to write on Seattle versus um, the Rams, and I said without Tyler Lockett, Seattle has no offense because they can't move the ball more than 10 yards at a time, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I actually sent a screenshot of it to Connor, uh, but most of the experts in the Action Network, it was like 10 experts picked... Uh, the Ram or Seattle zero picked the Rams. I was the only one standing alone, so I was happy that I actually hit on that one. Uh, but yeah, Seattle sucks. Everyone's got to get this out of their heads. Russell Wilson's gone. They are not a good football team. It, Russell Wilson's checked out. Like this game, I don't know. I don't. I hate betting on two bad teams. Anything could happen. Like Fields could look great. They could win by fifteen. Uh, Russ could just beat them to the ground. They could win by fifteen. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not betting it. I was at I yeah, six and a half. That's the only reason I took it. That's a lot. Go ahead. Six and a half is a lot of points. Russell Wilson is, everyone is just living in the past. Same thing with Mahomes. Mahomes is, I don't think Mahomes should have been a pro bowler this year. Uh, I mean, he's got yards, but he's also lost his team some games. And his defense has picked him up. Same with Russell Wilson. Everyone's living off the pass with Russell Wilson. This year, he's not a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not a good quarterback, even. So I agree. I, I, I still love Russell Wilson. And if he needs a new home, if he needs a new home, yeah. uh, 216 area code will happily accept him anytime. <laughs> I, I agree, Connor, both those, but I, that doesn't mean that next year these two, either two could be MVP candidates next year. And I go, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm talking about just right now. Yeah, he's not good. Mm-hmm. These guys probably will be fine next year because they get a little bit of humble pie. And then I think Russell Wilson gets a new home. So, all right, let's, let's go on to an, another barn burner. No, actually, let's do it. Let's do a reasonably good game. No, no, never mind. Another barn burner. Uh, Detroit versus Atlanta. Connor's Detroit hey. plus six pick. Let's hear about his hate for Matt Ryan once more. He's so bad. I cannot believe that this dude, this dude from Atlanta is their head coach. Like, I can't believe it because he is trying to run an offense with Cordero Patterson as his uh, uh, Derrick Henry, and he's not. <laughs> he's a converted wide receiver, and he has Kyle Pitts that he doesn't move around. Seriously, watch how they use Kyle Pitts. He, he goes in motion, but it's rare. You watch, like, Cooper Cup. You watch uh, Devontae Adams. You watch some of these, like, just freak athletes and the way that they move them all over the offense. And we've talked about this, like – not a freak athlete. Yeah. Like, 
like caveat cups not a free cafe but i'm just saying i i would say like just in general you move the best players all over the place to get them to have free releases this dude lines kyle pits up like at the end of the line of scrimmage hand in the dirt he'll split him out won't move him so as a defense as a defender my eyes are locked into him i don't have to pass him off to anybody else he stays there i'm gonna have him and and matt ryan is just washed he's just washed okay and um, the choice god i watched so many hype videos from dan campbell i'm just like he's gonna will them he's gonna do it that's connor's uh workout workout playlist right just dan campbell yelling at him <laughs> he cried on national television he's the man has respect but I'm just saying, uh, you know, there was a little bit of fruition. Came to fruition last week with Arizona. Jared Goff looked good. St. Brown looked good. Josh Reynolds looked good. Is yeah. Goff playing? I think Goff has COVID. Yeah, you're probably right. That's better. That's, that's <laughs> a huge deal. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. If he does, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> I'm still picking Dan Campbell. I don't care. The lines, the lines plus six. Still, I don't think it. I don't think the line even moved if Goff is out. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. We have technology. I was just googling Goff COVID. I think that the only person that cares is St. Brown. Man, uh, he's been looking great. I just don't know if anyone else can physically get him the ball. That, that Thanksgiving game was so hard to watch. Uh, yeah, I think Goff played too, and it was no, scary. no, that was Tim Boyle. Did you know Tim Boyle didn't even play in college? Classic Matt Castle. They said he had a giant arm, so he got a pro job. <laughs> Guess what's going to happen, though? Tim Boyle is a start under his belt. Round two is Mr. White. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Like, you really just hate Matt Ryan. You've mentioned Mike White a few times. Uh, I got to say, you might be a bigger fan of him than I am, but there aren't many. Oh, my God, I love Mike White. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, I, I, this I, is a. I, I like the Falcons more than you. That's for sure. I don't think anyone dislikes them more than you. Matt Ryan. Oh, uh, the Falcons burned Connor real bad. Uh, what was it? Washington versus Atlanta. Uh, it, oh, it was Miami versus no, Atlanta. No, 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 no. Washington versus Atlanta. Because I had Washington. The, the, this is one where I won once again because of bullcrap. Um, what was it? Washington's in field goal range, and they throw, like, a terrible pass backwards yeah. to, to J.D. McKissick, who busts out a 30-yard touchdown, <laughs> and they cover because of it. If they kick a field goal, they win by one, they don't cover. <laughs> and then, here's, this is the one that did it, and I said I'm never betting them the rest of this year, and I haven't. It was Miami versus Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is up 29 to 22 with, like, Three minutes left. Three minutes left. No, it was, no, it was 29 to 20. The spread was minus three, okay? Matt Ryan does his best Lamar Jackson impression, which, as you can tell, is probably god-awful. They're up 29 to 20 with four minutes left on their own 30. And he takes off and gets caught from behind and fumbles it to Miami, who goes down and scores with three minutes left. They get the ball and they run out the clock. 29 27. Atlanta. <laughs> Hate it. Hate him. Can't stand him. Okay, so they're, <laughs> they're six and eight right now with a roster that should be three and 11. Agreed. Like, their team, their team is horrible. Matt Ryan finds ways He's, you know, but he's a rookie. He shouldn't be the only person in that offense. And I don't know what Cordell Patterson's doing. I have no idea. He's completely killing it, but he is no stud by any means. Matt Ryan, large. he's large. Yes. Just being very large and being athletic. <laughs> yeah. I'm bigger, faster, and stronger. You can't stop me. <laughs> oh, Phil, we've had long talks about... <laughs> What was it? There was a trade in our fantasy football league this year. It was my brother Ryan was pissed because CMC and Kareem Hunt just went down, so he traded Kyler Murray for Carlos Hyde, and 
in the group chat. I think Ken puts. It sounds good to me. Carlos Hyde's bigger. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. This, this group chat is so entertaining. Phil squares it off like once a week. Yeah, funny. absolutely. That might, be, that might be one of the worst trades I think I've ever gotten. It got vetoed. Don't worry. Every trade gets vetoed. Yeah. Okay. I told you about that. Every time. Every time someone trades, it gets vetoed. Okay, what's next? Uh, yeah, we'll go on to the next team. Uh, Falcons, by the way, strength of victory, that stat I pulled up for the Raiders, lowest in the league at 33%. Yep. <laughs> Just they awful. Win. They win, man. All right, so now we have Tampa Bay versus Carolina. I have the under in this. I think I was talking to someone about this game earlier. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay is going to suck because Evans and Godwin are out. And Antonio Brown and Gronk might have been the best one and two punch ten years ago, but Tyler Johnson. Oh, what about Lev Bell, guys? Oh, Lev wait, Bell. that's the Tyler. That's the Tyler Johnson you got. Yes. I was thinking Ty Johnson for the Jets. No. <laughs> that's the one I wanted. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Um, but anyways, I have the under at forty three and a half. I see this game going like one of two ways. One way, Tampa Bay blows them out, and Cam Newton sucks, and Sam Darnold suck. However, they're gonna uh, Tampa Bay is gonna run the clock out because they're not gonna try to run up the score. Or it's a close game, and Tampa Bay wins because Carolina sucks. But either way, it's just low scoring, and it's like, oh, Tampa Bay won a close game. It was thirteen to three, and Carolina had ten yards of offense. So that's it. Under easy oh, money. Uh- there might be a little more scoring there. The Tampa Bay defense might score one on Cam. Who you never know. <laughs> I, I agree, man. I, I just feel bad for for Tom Brady, man. A lot of weapons, and who knows how many are going to be available. He doesn't care. It's not the Super Bowl yet. This is a candidate that I'm. Pro- I would like to know the to go back and figure out the games that I've won that have followed the 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 simple policy that I've had, which is. Really good defense versus bad offense because it worked last week for the Rams versus the Seattle taking the under. This this feels like that could be it, but I didn't pick it because I just yeah, I, I I just don't know how many points Tampa Bay is going to put up. I think they could blow up in this game because Tom has two things. Well, he's up against a wall because he's gonna want to prove fine. I got Gronk. I still have Gronk. I got Tyler Johnson. I got Scotty Miller. And it just feels like a whole bunch of bad, like a bunch of negatives could boil up. And Tom Brady could be like, I'm still Tom Brady. I'm going to put up a 50 burger with these nobodies like he did in New England forever. I don't know. I just hunch. Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's all it. I got to say, I'm a bigger fan of Rojo than pretty much everybody. Uh, he, he's just a talented runner. He, he's a better pure runner than, um, than Leonard Fournette right now. I think Leonard Fournette, I think he's just doesn't have the, the step that Rojo does. Rojo is more of a breakaway speed. Um, very, he's too one-dimensional, though. I was going to say, so, my, so Connor, you can give your input to Ken. He's been asking me about this all week and arguing with me about Rojo. I said, Rojo doesn't catch passes. He is not valuable from a fantasy sense, even in non-PPR. Because he's going to come off the field too much. Ken's over here like, I want to play Rojo over Javante Williams, and I want to say Justin Jackson. I would definitely play Rojo. Well, if Eckler's out, if yeah. Eckler's out, I'm playing Eckler. Or I'm playing Correct, yeah. Jackson, and that's what I've come up with. Yeah, and that's versus Houston. I'm sure we'll get there. But, like, uh, Justin Jackson, yeah, I'm never going to bench Javante for him. But, um, yeah. Okay, I'm higher on Rojo than I am on, say, I don't know, Michael Carter right now. That's that's I would say like I would take Rojo, even if Michael Carter, he's on he's not COVID, but he's he's a talented running back for the Jets. I would take backup Rojo over starter Michael Carter. Like I would say because he's going to get the bell. He's going to be a bell cow for this game. He's going to be a bell cow for the rest of the year. And I think he does have some burst. Sure, he doesn't catch the ball. But if you watch the end of that game with New Orleans, Keyshawn Vaughn is the backup for uh, the Bucks right now. 
Tom got so mad at him, I thought he was going to kick him out of the game. But he <laughs> dropped like three passes, and he fell down backwards on a simple circle route. And it was a simple in cut, and he fell down backwards. And I think Tom just like literally rolled his eyes so far at the back of his head, they spun around. It was wild. Please tell me that was the play where Tom Brady got off to the sideline and smashed the Microsoft tablet. <laughs> it was like it was like right it might have been right it probably was but it was probably Roy right before he walked over to the bench and told them to go f themselves that was probably his press sandwiched in between them. yeah the, the, those those three events just happened fell down broken tablet yelled in some order <laughs> yeah so um milo just ate a rug and then ran away from maria my wife uh, as he was you know running we ran away from her because she was yelling at him I missed that. Were you talking about how bad Keyshawn Vaughn is? Because he sucks. Yeah, he dropped three passes and Tom Brady oh. almost killed him. But, like, I mean, they were horrible. And it was one right after another. Oh, it was rough. It was. Yeah. It was in a row. And that's why I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to play very much. I mean, it's why no I, Rojo, like, it, I mean, it is just Rojo. Yep. All right. Who plays more snaps, Keyshawn Vaughn or James White? <laughs> they're they're, they're going to get him from the, the Patriots with the torn ACL and everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Connor. Let's go to your last pick of the week. I think this is the last game we have any picks on. Oh no, we have one more. Uh, so we'll go to the ooh the over in Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. After you got hey. burned by Pittsburgh last week, Listen. and I and I made money off you. You're going back. Listen, Wait, this is different. the over. Forty-four. Yeah, it's not that high. Come on, it's kind of high. Yeah, for it's, any Pittsburgh game. It's too much for Pittsburgh. Hey. Pittsburgh sucks. Okay, I. I get that. But I remember looking at this game, just look in a vacuum, like the last two games for Pittsburgh, three games, I think. They're right around 20. Kansas City is on. Do you think that Kansas City can score more than 24 points on Pittsburgh's defense? Uh, Depends. Who's playing? Is it superstar Byron Pringle or is it superstar Tyreek Hill? It's superstar Patrick Mahomes and Byron Pringle, okay? Put it in perspective here, okay? They still have CEH. They're going to use him. They're probably going to use Daryl Williams. Pringle, they've been using him more. I think they'll use McCall Hardman some, but McCall Hardman has done Josh Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. There's a quote saying that they believe in Josh Gordon. There's somebody. It might have been Mahomes. They gave him the easy touchdown last week, didn't they, where it was like the uh, two-yard screen. You know, just got to get him going. I still think. I think Andy Reid schemes up for Mahomes. This will be a prove-it game for Mahomes. I, gotta t- uh, I was telling Phil, like, I think it was last week maybe, that, like, watching CEH, I- I'm done thinking that CEH is anything more than an average running back. He he doesn't yeah, yeah. have the size, he doesn't break tackles, and he doesn't break away. Um, I mean – a dynamic running back in this offense would would be amazing and he could you imagine like, like a kareem hunt in this offense like how good that would be <laughs> I, I, I i just i don't think that any i think he is good for what they will always do and i don't think they'll ever go out and get a star running back because this is not an offense that is going to ever need one. They drafted him in the first yeah. round, Connor. Listen, they drafted him over Jonathan Taylor. Guys. They drafted him over Justin Jefferson, best receiver as in the NFL. As, as long as you have Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, those are going to be your guys that you market your offense around. And CEH has to come in and be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, which he can. He's Darren Sproles, but he's a little bit heavier than Darren Sproles. Okay, so he's a little bit less athletic. He's not as shifty, but he's a little bigger. So you can you can you can use him in the role that he's being used in, which is listen, we'll take you inside the tackles every once in a while. We need you to catch the ball in the backfield. We can kind of give you sort of like not a workhorse role, but not like a total third down back. That's what he's asked to do. And when they want to run at the goal line, they bring in Daryl Williams. But it's always going to be about Mahomes. They just paid the guy half a billion dollars. You think they want to go out and get Jonathan Taylor and have to do another max contract? I don't think so. I don't think they drafted 
58 over Jonathan Taylor because like, oh, that dude's too good. We're going to have to get Because they wanted him to be Darren Sproles. <laughs> who's next on the list? Justin Jefferson? No, he's going to be too good. Who else you got? <laughs> no, I, I agree. I'm just saying. Listen. <laughs> You don't go out and go, hmm, I need somebody to just take the place of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but you brought up a good point earlier where you're like, well, what about a really good defense versus a complete crap offense? And that's what we're getting with the Chiefs versus the Steelers. (laughs) It doesn't matter what defense you have against the Steelers. They don't even have an offense. I'm going back to this Pittsburgh well because I want it to happen, because I have Deontay Johnson, and I, have, and I also have I also have Big Ben if I need him, and if Mahomes gets COVID, okay? We need it to happen. So th- this is a want more than a belief, huh? <laughs> this, is, this is me picking Pittsburgh probably twice this year and losing both, and I'm saying, eh, third time's the charm. <laughs> All right, let's go on. I think we'll never disagree with anyone crushing the over with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Ever. So, so when I started writing articles, I would message Ken, just like, hey, here's my teams, here's the spreads, here's the total, what, what should I pick? He's like, crush the over. Crush the over, every time. Doesn't matter what sport, what game, crush the over. <laughs> Alright, so let's go on. We're done with games that we have opinions on. Uh, let's just go over the ones we think are interesting. Tonight could be fun. San Fran versus Tennessee, but San Fran's going to win by 100. I got nothing else besides that. San Fran, but, like, Tennessee, they, they just – they're too much of a wild card right now. They, they do enough to – they win some bad games. They lose A.J. Brown is back. A.J. Brown and Julio is going to play about a quarter and a half before he pulls his hamstring. Is Julio playing? I think Julio's out, man. Uh, I thought he was. So I was, I was actually thinking about this. Maybe they should pace Julio, you know, two snaps in the first, like four in the second, and then just 10 in the third, get him out for the fourth. No, no. Okay. Oh, no, no injuries at designation for tonight, by the way, guys. He's fine, 100% healthy. Yeah. With that being said, I think Tennessee's best strategy right now is you bench Julio until the playoffs. Don't even risk it. Let him heal up 100%. Like, jog and uh, the the bike, do the bike until the playoffs. All right, hold up. Ken, you got to let us know. It's his hamstring. Every year he does this. Every year he comes into the year perfectly healthy and then immediately goes that down. Can he actually get healthy? So, Julio is interesting because he's had a hamstring injury his entire career. <laughs> but at the, at the beginning of his career, he was known for playing through, and it didn't matter. Like, he's like, oh, it hurts uh, 202 touchdowns. There are 200 yards, 200 yards, 200 yards. Like, and then progressively, the last few years, it, he, it's really taken a toll because, you know, unfortunately, just hamstring injuries do that. Like Mike Evans, it's going to happen to him when, you know, he's Julio's age. It's just going to happen. Um, they're, you know, they take a longer to recover. They never... If you don't rest them fully, they do not go away. So uh, he plays too hard. He play, he play, he plays too hard on it. I don't know. I just got a notification. Expect a full workload for AJ Brown. Boom. That's money. I should probably. I got to get him in my lineup. Actually, I have uh, Tyree Kill and Mike Evans currently in it for my work league. Ooh. I got to say, AJ Brown. He him and him and Julio are two of my favorite receivers. I love. I have Tana, I had Tannehill in every single fantasy league to start. I thought that, that them and Derrick Henry was just going to sweep everything. Uh, luckily, I've rebounded well uh, <laughs> after that. But um, I have super high expectations of those two in the playoffs. They are both extre- – like, when they are at 100%, they're both completely elite receivers. All right, let's go on now to Indy versus Arizona. Probably the game of the week. Arizona's only favored by one after their last two embarrassing outings. First of all, losing to Matt Stafford. No good teams ever do that. And then they, uh, was it the Lions, where they just completely got outplayed. So. Dan Campbell. <laughs> I gotta say, like. Can I get you a Dan Campbell t shirt? Yes. <laughs> Um, It'll just be him crying. This is a hard game. I really looked into this, and I—I I mean, 
in Indianapolis, they, they have a, just a pretty sound like, hey, not mess up, good defense. We're going to, you know, JT is literally playing like an MVP. I think he's actually the best MVP candidate right now, mainly because co- no quarterbacks are really standing out, uh, in my opinion. Um, but good defense, run the ball, and, and go go with it. But uh, the Arizona team, like especially often just a wild card, like you you could easily get a 40-point 40, 40 game from them any week with Kyler, or you can get them against the Lions. All right. Know. All right, real quick, I just found a fun stat. Who has more rushing touchdowns, the Colts or the Cardinals? Cardinals, Cardinals James Conner. You're wrong. It's tied. 21 each. They're, they, they're tied for the league lead. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, it seems like Ken said, the Colts do everything they can. I feel like their prep talk each week is, hey, whatever you guys got to do, make sure the ball isn't in Carson Wentz's hands at the end of the game. Like... We want the ball with Jonathan Taylor. We want the ball, like, our defense to make a play. Whatever we do to make sure Carson Wentz can't do what he did against the Titans. You remember that? The, the goal line end zone and then the pick in overtime? Just humiliated. So, Bill, this, is, this, is, this is the Chiefs that we talked about earlier this year. This is the exact situation when the Chiefs were sucking. And I was like, I'm not betting any Chiefs games until they do something. This is the Cardinals. I'm not betting any Cardinals games until they do something, which they will in no. a matter of time. And then I finally hit on the Chiefs because I bet them because I was like, eh, they're going to put up a ton of points on the Raiders. Put up a ton of points on the Raiders. And then I haven't bet them the rest of the year. I you just, just don't know. Chiefs, you bet against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I just I – just, I don't know when Arizona is going to explode because yes, DeAndre Hopkins is out, but they still have AJ Green. They've got the running backs. They've got Kyler. They've got Ertz. I just don't know when they're going to blow up because Christian Kirk is legit too. So I'm not touching anything. I agree. I was, I was so upset about the hop, like just how they used Hopkins. He's like, no, this guy's an elite receiver. You, you he's not Cooper Cup esque, but like use him. Closer to that, give him eight, nine, ten targets a game. The dude deserves it. Don't yeah. do the six targets thing that you're doing. Another guy who never moves around, lines up to the left of the formation every time, doesn't ever get anything fancy. Cliff Kingsbury, man, could you imagine this team with a real football coach? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we're just going to speed through these last three so we can hear Connor's wonderful take on how Devontae Adams is better than Cooper Cup. All right, uh, Giants versus Philly. Uh, it's Philly minus 10, 40 and a half is the line. I honestly, every game Philly plays, I don't care because I know it's going to be extremely boring to watch. Anyone else? (laughs) I don't want to watch it. Nothing on this game. I I would probably take the Giants in it because 10 points is a lot for a team with a good run defense against Hurts. But if I had to bet. I would take the Eagles. And that's why why neither of us bet on it. All right. Chargers (laughs) versus Houston. Uh, this is another 10-point spread. Houston is the underdog at home. 46-point total. Chargers, they're just a team. They're like the Charlie Brown. Like, you know, they're just going to all of a sudden fall apart and do something stupid and lose to a really bad team. So even Davis Mills, I just, I don't know. I don't trust either team here. Dr. Davis Mills had a good game last week. He didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> well, oh, no, no, no. He had... He had Brandon Cooks wide open on that. That was a good play where he ran across and he was wide open in the middle of the field. And then it was a screen. So I'm not giving him credit. (laughs) I wouldn't pick this game either. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Ten points is a lot. Yeah. Last up, Washington football team versus Dallas. Taylor Heineke's back. It made it tempting for me to take the ten and a half point spread. But also, I find this ridiculous that the football team... Versus the Eagles was a 10-point spread, and it is once again a 10-point spread against Dallas, who is better. Yeah. I just kind of wild, just because Heineke, Heineke is better, clearly, uh, but their defense is better, and then I think, like, the Eagles, they were like, oh, we're not sure if Jalen Hurts is playing. Oh, he is? Okay, he's good at fantasy. Uh, he also runs the ball a whole lot. Uh, okay, 10 feels right. And he got the push. Gilbert got us the push, by the way. I want by, to remind by you. the way, uh, watching watching that, uh, I don't know if you watched all the way till the end when the Eagles had the ball for a field goal, and they're like, fourth and eight, go for it. 
Just stay on the field loved and go it. for it. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. That was awesome. Uh, by the way, I ended 4-0-1 last week because of that ridiculous play call by Nick Sirianni, but I respect it. Saved me money. Alright, that covers all the games. I, I say we have more opinions, but we don't. Alright, Connor, let's hear it. You, you, you're all hyped up here about Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. We got into it a little bit last week. I said, personally, uh, if I had a receiver between Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, or even Justin Jefferson, I personally would take Adams or Jefferson because the influence they have on the defense and the way they shift coverages. And you're over here like, no, give me the, give me the 6-3 vanilla thunder tearing up the field. <laughs> Listen, I, it just depends. I also hedged. The, give the people the full conversation. I specifically hedged and said it depends on what your offense is wanting to do. This is the difference. This is the classic difference between outside and inside receivers. I was an inside receiver in college. Why? Because I'm five foot five, and that's with shoes on. So clearly, that's obviously going to be my role on the inside. But why do you want to have a Cooper Cup? Why is Cooper Cup having an MVP year? Okay, so your outside guys, your burners, generally they're super fast, they're tall. Why is that though? Because they line up on the outsides. They're guys that have to be able to, if they get jammed at the line, they have to be able to stack on a wide receiver or stack on a, uh, a corner and get above so that their route isn't completely blown up. That means they also don't have a ton of room on one side or the other. They're lining up when they have 10 yards or less from the sidelines. So as a defender, you got like, you know, you might have a six foot, you know, corner pressed up in your face. He has to be able to get off that jam and stack him and still be a viable option in the play. Always has to have that way. If you put Brandon Cooks is the only one that I would even say dabbles in the outside and he's like 5'10", but he, because he gets away with it because he's so quick and fast. Cooper Cup, you put him on the inside. Why do you give these guys, why do these guys, slot receivers, always end up in motion or they always end up in the slot? Why? Because you want to put them to where they have the full field. He's not a burner. He's a 4'6 guy, but he has unbelievable lateral quickness. So what you're going to do is you're going to have send whoever it is on the outside, OBJ, Van Jefferson. He has the entire field to go left, right, up, down, whatever, and they give him a ton of option routes, which means you don't know. It's not a drawn in the sand as he's going to run a 10-yard stick or a 10-yard out or whatever. It is literally going to be him getting up on the defender's toes or, in this case, if he's in zone, sit it down. So he's just going to get a ton of these open routes, free releases. He can win off the line and win against press coverage pretty easily. But if you notice, his best routes are when you give him a free release. He gets to kind of be able to do what's called top ends of the routes, where he's able to stem and pick and choose what he wants to do. If you watch some of his touchdowns, Cooper Cups, he's not all that open. But because his lateral quickness is so good... I told you, like in college, you want to run up on his toes because he's backwards. And so you're cutting. He doesn't know where you're going. He has to make a decision. He either is going to be leaning into you and trying to guess you're on the out route and which way at that point you come underneath him. He's already committed, flips his hips, and he comes underneath. Or he pauses for a second. You remember against Arizona two weeks ago, that dude that he caught a touchdown on had unbelievable coverage. But he got him on his heel. It was a simple, like, three-yard out. He got up on his toes. He was faster out of his break than the other guy. And the other guy tried to undercut it, but it was a perfect ball, and he had the right angle because he cut him off with his outcut. Those are just two completely – it's apples and oranges. If you're talking about completely starting from scratch, do you want a Devontae Adams or do you want a Cooper Cup? Yeah, yeah I, would, I, would I would take Devontae Adams. I probably would because he's a game breaker on the outside. However, if you have somebody who can blow the top off the coverage, a Van Jefferson or an OBJ, I'm taking by far the best guy. And they say uncoverable, Wes Welker-esque. 
That's why he's uncoverable because he's a technician. You want one of the, if you put those two together, I saw this hot take. Monte Adams goes to San Diego where he's from. Him and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a technician too. Not a ton of deep routes. Unbelievable off the line of scrimmage. Unbelievable at the top of his routes. They let Mike Williams go, let him walk, get a big contract, and they pull in Devontae Adams. Chargers, Super Bowl, done, game over. Can't stop them. Well, you know a team that actually went through and did that, and they, they, they had the players, and they said, we just need the quarterback to get us a Super Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> they, they had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen tearing it up with Case Keenum, and they're like, hey, solve the problem of getting these guys the ball. Let's go get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it to this. Look at it this way. This is the best comp. 2007 Patriots. Randy Moss, Renaissance Randy Moss, and Wes Welker. 17 and 0. Should have been 18 and 0. And that's that's your best comp. Uncoverable. Randy Moss had like 1600 yards, and uh, Wes Welker had like 1100 that year. Unbelievable. Trying to think, who did the uh, the Broncos had when they all went off? There was Demarius, uh, Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Who was their slot, though? Eric Wes Decker. Walker and Eric Decker. Yeah, Wes Walker and Eric Decker. Oh, and then Julius oh, Thomas at tight end. Julius Thomas at tight end. And then they got... Um, Emmanuel Sanders the a, next year. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so 100% you heard it. Connor likes Devontae Adams more. Talk, talked up the white guy all, all the time, and now he's like, yeah, realistically, give me the, bit, the bigger, better athlete so I can put him outside. <laughs> we'll talk to you with the bigger, better athletes, man. Go Titans. <laughs> yeah. Monsters. Oh, man. Who was it? I think it was PFF who was just like, yeah, um, Titans are just going out grabbing the biggest, best athletes. Derrick Henry in the backfield, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. You put DK Metcalf on that team, no one can match up physically. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> uh, man, who would who would be the quarterback? Oh, Cam Newton. That would be a terrible team. What? Now all of a sudden they suck. That's why you put Cam Newton there. They're bad. Hey, Cam yeah. Newton beat the Cardinals. Only four of the quarterbacks can say that. As of right now, I think. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Until, and, until Carson Wentz wins this week. All right. Well, there you have it. I'd go through all of our picks, but there's way too many this week. Uh, most importantly, what matters is Connor bragged about how wonderful slot receivers are and then admitted that outside receivers are still better. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. That was a gist. <laughs> all right. So please like, subscribe if you made it this far. Thank you. I'm sure no one has. Maybe Noah did. All right. Well, thanks, guys.